0: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Marriott's on the move. What? Marriott's on the move. Marriott's on the Marriott's on the Marriott's on the move. If you're dreaming about moving to a new city to pursue the life of your dreams, this podcast is for you. Moving 18 times in 23 years to five of America's top cities. I know it's not easy to make those decisions alone. I help you develop the dream, the plan, and the move, even if we need to get scrappy to get you there. I'll be doing interviews, career and city spotlights, and sharing my crazy moving stories, tips, tricks, and scams to avoid. Traveling to explore your dreams has never been easier. Now let's get moving. Welcome to the show. If you are watching on YouTube, my microphone is ridiculously close to my mouth right now because I have a lot going on outside of my home right now, and this is the only time I can get this recording done. But I am so excited to talk to you today about figuring out where to move. This is a theme that comes up in a lot of the conversations that I have with people. It really comes down to, I wanna move, I just don't know where, so that's been holding me back. And I wanna help remove some of those obstacles for you because it's really important. I am creating a digital course right now. It is not ready for pre-sale just yet, but I will definitely let you know. If you're on my mailing list, you will be the first to know when it's going on pre-sale. In fact, if you are on my mailing list, which you just go to mariettsonthemove.com and you register for the mailer, which sounds pretty obvious, you will get this workbook. And if you're on my YouTube channel right now, you can see it. It's the Fred Framework Workbook. It is Quite robust to use one of the framework words. I think it's like 14 pages or something like that. And I'm actually revamping it a little bit. So it's going to be even better when we're done. But excuse me. Our brains are problem solving devices. And depending on what you are saying and how you are approaching this conversation internally is really how the outcome is going to happen. And I'll give you examples. So if you're to saying, if you're to say, I, I don't know where I want to move, I know I don't want to be here, but I don't want to move, your brain's like, okay, well, don't move. But if you say, What are the things that I need to have in my community to thrive outside of where I live right now? And how can I get there? Who can help me get there? Now all of a sudden your brain's like, Meh. I'm ready. Challenge accepted. Let's do this. And so the way I've created the framework, and again, just to remind you, if you're new to this podcast, if you're new to me as a coach, I am a relocation coach. I'm a moving mentor. And I really, truly, honestly tell people to move probably only half the time. A lot of times people have things that they need right around them. They just don't know how to harness it. But there are some times that to get to your dreams, that's absolutely what you have to do because you have that dream city in mind. So the FRED Framework Workbook is literally a roadmap to use when you're deciding to move. And I'm going through it right now. If you followed my journey or you can look at um, some of the blog posts that I have. Actually, I think I only have the show notes on the new website, but... I will start writing more about kind of what my journey has been because six months ago I actually was ready to move and, um, going through the framework myself, I took a step back because I'm mature now. I don't just YOLO and spontaneously do things. Excuse me, this frog in my throat wants to join the show. Um, I'm a little bit silly, and that's something you better get ready for this season because I am authentically me again, and I am going through um, all of this because I just love helping people move. I love helping people like discover where their destiny is, and if moving is part of that destiny, like planning it out and getting ready for it and acting as if, and it just gets me all fired up. So what I did, and, and to go through the framework if you are new to this... FRED is an acronym and it stands for finances, robustness, so think uh, mental and physical strength, ecosystem, and dreams. And what I do is we start with your dreams because if you don't have a target to aim for, you're not going to hit it every time. So what I do is we start with the dreaming phase. So again, if you go to my website, MariettesOnTheMove.com, and you register for the mailer, it will automatically send you this framework once you opt in. So I'm going to go through the framework right now. So you might hear some pages turn. Maybe not because I'm so close to my microphone because they are literally chopping down trees and chipping the wood right across the street from my house. Um, So no doubt dogs will start barking soon. And it was, you know, it'll just be mass chaos, but we're going to have fun through it. That's life. That's human. This is, this is how I'm going to roll today. Anyway, it starts by giving you a welcome and reminding you what FRED stands for and how we reverse engineer you into, um, the framework. It tells you a little bit who, about who I am. So, My name is Mariette Fry. I've moved 18 times in the last 24 years to five of America's top cities. Uh, I've lived in Chicago, San Diego, San Francisco, New York City, Bloomington, Illinois, Carbondale, Illinois, Munster, Indiana. I've lived all over. And I can honestly say there are some moves that if I really put the Fred framework in place, I probably wouldn't have moved to. But I've learned something through all of those. I work for an amazing company. Um, We're a fortune 200 company. I am a, a field sales manager for that company. And through the years, they have relocated me to all these amazing places. Now, I didn't use their relocation packages. I did all the moves on my own. So I did get reimbursed. So I will put that out there because moving is expensive. And that's something we go through in finances. But... It taught me so much, so much about the moving industry and interstate moves uh, versus uh, intrastate moves. So, if you work for a corporate company right now, think of your intranet as your internal SharePoint site, so internal, and your int- uh, internet is something that crosses the you know interweb and the global highways of the internet. So it's also interstate if you think about it that way. So when you go state to state to state on the highway, that's called interstate driving. That's why you say I'm going to get on to interstate 77 or 85 or 294. So <clears throat> excuse me again. So it goes through a little bit about my story and what brought me to all my moves. And then we start with dreams. Now, this is a journaling exercise. And if you automatically just turned off and it was like rolling your eyes and you're like, I don't like to journal. I have a graveyard of journals like me. Don't think of it as journaling per se. Think about it as an idea soup, right? What are all the things that in my life I have come up with that I want to do? That could be everything from um, being a Broadway star to uh, being a backup dancer on one of jlo 's videos or um, gosh, you know being a pipe fitter or a construction worker or a real estate agent, whatever it is that you have thought of and whatever city it is that you 've thought of moving to that you may be visited for a weekend, you're like, "Oh my gosh, San Diego, I could live here in a heartbeat. This is amazing." Write all of that stuff down. And then I'm going to ask you to take it one step further. I want you to think about what are you wearing in this dream, right? What are you feeling in this dream? What do you smell in this dream? Uh, I can tell you when I moved to New York City, I didn't I, I wasn't smelling garbage on the streets like <laughs> like there was there was a moving or a garbage strike uh, happening when I was actually when I moved there and it stunk and that was one thing I wasn't prepared for. But I want you to picture exactly where you are, what you feel, what you're wearing, all of those things, and don't worry about the how. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I have no money in the bank." Ah, da, da. don't worry about the how, right? Just think about the what, because there are exercises that we can do to help you specifically hone in on whether or not that's the right place for you, or if it's even still the dream. I mean, I can tell you that I, for the longest time, wanted to be an actress, and then I got to do some acting bits. I was on Chicago Fire, Chicago... PD, just as an extra. I didn't do uh, major parts. I was on Below Deck Mediterranean uh, as a guest, excuse me. And what I learned, I did, did a bunch of stuff like that. I did um, some theater work. I did a lot of auditions. And what I learned from all of that is there's a lot of waiting around and I don't love it anymore. Like I, like I love talking to you on a day-to-day basis um, and coaching and mentoring and you know, getting fired up about your dreams and helping you figure out what you want to do because I've been able to figure out what I want to do. And this is kind of how I did it. Uh, A lot of people say make a pro and con list. I don't want you to do that. I want you to just make a pro list, right? Get out all of those things that have been circling around your head because what happens, we... Think about an experience with one side of our brain and we close it out with another side of our brain. So until we say, you know what, I don't really want to be a TV actress or a Broadway star anymore, we can close out that dream and release that pressure off of this, like, you know, guiding light that you have above you saying like, oh, remember, you wanted to be an actress. Um you have to intentionally do these things. So that's a little bit of an exercise and in the page itself just says dreams and it has some of that stuff on there um lets you make kind of that idea soup and then if you want to journal like in an actual journal after that and think about how you felt doing that exercise. Oh my gosh, even one step further, right? So then it takes you on the next page to a checklist. So One, it says, you know, I want you to daydream about moving to a new city. Um, Let's talk about your dreams. Then it talks about reviewing your finances, uh, your robustness. And it's going to take you now reverse engineering you through the framework to get to that dream. So, I, and it goes through ecosystem too, which is a huge, huge, huge part of all this. And then at the end, we tie it back to your dreams to see if even, you know, how the dream has changed or if it's time to pivot or if you're happy being right where you are. So one of the things I start with is connections. And I want you to write down in this space, 10 or more people that can help you get to those dreams, right? Um, whether they're people that you um, find on LinkedIn, people in your community, people that you know, are, are influence, influencers or somehow you can get connected with and get a message to, who are those people? And then I want you to narrow that down to your top three, right? So we're still dreaming. We're still not focused on the how, we're focusing on the what, and then your network. So that's important. Boom. Play it. Have you ever listened to a commercial on the radio or a podcast and thought, I could totally do that? Well, I am challenging you today. Being a voiceover artist is an amazing side hustle that can be done from the comforts of your own home. Heck, it can be an amazing career. Just ask Jesse Carroll. Jesse's got over a thousand voiceover credits to his name. Ever watch Backroad Truckers? He's the narrator. He's also done a ton of commercials for brands you would definitely recognize. If you're ready to try your hand at voiceovers, go to Marriottsonthemove.com and head to my favorites page to learn more about his new digital course and coaching package. If you use code MOTM, you'll get 20% off at checkout. Hi, I'm Christine and I'm an alcoholic. Here's the deal. Everybody knows somebody that has suffered from the disease of addiction. I want to invite you to listen to Purpose Driven Sobriety, where we have real conversations with real people that have suffered from the disease of addiction and have gone on to thrive. Here, we shine light into the darkness that is addiction. You can find Purpose Driven Sobriety on Facebook or anywhere you get your podcasts. So then we get into the unfun stuff, which is typically talking about your finances. Nobody likes to talk about this part because um, it's better just to go right in some people's head like, we'll just figure it out. Everything is figure outable. But there's also a part that says, like, hey, you irresponsibly moved without having a safety net. And now you're scrambling and you can't take risks that you would like to if you had money in the bank. So that's why it's important to kind of really take a baseline of where you are. And it's hard, right? It's hard to admit, like, I've been, you know, spending too much money because I'm trying to fill a void because I'm lonely or, um, I'm eating out every night because I I don't think I'm a good cook, and I refuse to watch YouTube videos for free to learn because I you know was told once that I'm not good at it. There there are some truths that you are going to have to paint if you are really serious about moving, because if there is anything that wastes a lot of money, it's moving. So you need to get a baseline right. So. There's a a spot for a list of your debts. There's a spot for your lists of your savings. There is, um, you know, what your gross pay is. What which is before your taxes and deductions and everything get out, and then what your net pay is. So what you actually walk away with. If you have an hourly job, kind of estimate based on how many hours you on average. You can look at your past, you know, ten paychecks and on average see how much you've worked. Or if you're in a full time job that has a salary, that should be the same number every week unless you're in sales. Then you can again take an average of what you estimate your minimums, like your Highs and lows are right. So, at minimum, that's what you're going to make. And then, any other income. So, uh, on my favorites page, I have several side hustles that you can do. Um, A great one is voiceover work. Uh, My friend Jesse Carroll has an awesome uh, digital course about how to be a voiceover artist from your home. It takes very little money to set up. In fact, you can rent the equipment if you want to get started. And then, in your first couple jobs that you get, you can. You know, buy your own equipment and you can set it up in a closet. Like I have my voiceover studio literally in my office closet. I took everything out of it. I put moving blankets up because I had a surplus of them. And um, I put a little shelving unit that I was going to donate in there. And it's not perfect. I don't love it quite honestly, but it works. Like I can see my copy. I have my microphone right in front of my mouth. And then underneath is like my sound box and all that stuff. And then across the back end, which is smaller. Um, and and sorry, if you hear me moving around a lot, I literally am. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm pointing to it, but if you're listening to this, you can't see it. Um, but I have my computer and everything set up behind me. Um, He recommends using Audacity. It is a super easy program. At one point, um, I I visited him in New York City and I watched him and he, I mean, is lightning fast. I am still like pecking at it. It's it's still a challenge for me, but I'm learning. Um, There's that side hustle. Uh, I am an affiliate for a CBD company. It is a amazing CBD company outside, uh, called green compass. It's here in North Carolina. Um, it's the only water soluble jellies and tinctures that you can have. And what's important about that, cause there's a lot of CBD out there. That's just garbage. It's full of sugar, um, not good ingredients, not really going to do anything for your body. Um, they, they, they eliminate all of the crap and it's all goodness. And, and I have seen such a difference in my anxiety, um, I've seen such a difference in just my well-being, my skin, how I sleep. I no longer take melatonin. I literally just take the sleep tincture. You put it under your mouth or your tongue and you wait for like a minute and then you swallow it. And funny story. I actually, the first time I ever took it, (laughs) um, I, you know, I assumed it was an oral tincture, which it is. I'm just putting that out there. But, um, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't, I, I put it under my tongue and then I was reading the box and it said essential oils. And then I'm thinking, and it and it tastes disgusting. I'm sorry. It, it really does. Green Compass, if there's a way to make it taste better, I would love that. But um, when it's under your tongue, you really don't taste it because it's not hitting your taste buds. But I let a little hit my tongue. Anyway, I swallow it. And it goes down my mouth, and I kind of had one of those like choking moments a little bit. At the same time, I was swallowing, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, was I not supposed to ingest that? Like, is that it's an essential oil? Was I supposed to rub that on my arms or my you know armpits or like what? what? I like." totally panicked. It was kind of one of those comical moments that I was like, oh my gosh. And then I like got on our website and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had this like moment of relief from all the panic that like, yes, it is an oral tincture. You do put it under your tongue. I did do it right. But, um, probably one of the funniest moments I've ever had alone. And I was embarrassed to tell anybody at first, but you know, you're my people and now I'm telling you. So, um, So I've got that. I've got, um, savvy athleisure wear. They have now dipped into holistic and wellness things. They've always said that they're going to be a lifestyle brand. Any of my videos that you see me working out or, well, actually I don't have many videos working out because I haven't done it in like a long time. I'm getting back to it. My back is getting at a much better place where I can work out again. So you'll start seeing a lot more savvy stuff. Um, but it legitimately, I was a Lululemon and Athleta snob for a very long time, and this stuff is just magical. It keeps the girls high and tight, keeps the butt high and tight. It um, it just hugs in the right places, it smooths in the right places, and it's comfortable. Like it's moisture wicking, so I can like sweat my butt off in it, and then like ten minutes later, it's fine, and I can go run errands and things like that. And I sweat a ton in Pilates, so. Uh, it's perfect for it. so you can rep that. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think else what I, what, what else I have on there. Um, anyway, uh, or if you want to even be a podcaster, um, Riverside, the platform that I use that I'm recording this right now on, um, you can you can join that platform, and I get a kickback on the affiliate link. I I've tried a couple of them. This is magical. I love it. It helps me write my show notes. It transcribes it for me. So if I ever decide to write a book, I have some good quotes to use. Um, But anyway, I have a ton of side hustles that you can do um, that you can find right on my favorites page. I'm sure there's more and I'm forgetting it. And if I am, I'm so, so- Oh, Monate, Monate, um, organic skincare, hair care. I use it. If you see my, my skin and my hair is nice and shiny, my skin has gotten so much better. I'm using the Be Balanced routine. Um, I love it. It's, it's holistic, anti-aging. There's, you know, not a lot of chem- there's no chemical ingredients. Like I said, it's organic. Um, There's lots of side hustles that you can do to get other income. And so back to the framework, (laughs) uh, if you get to know me, you know that I go out on a lot of tangents and that was one of them. Um, Anyway, finances. So you're going to record your debts. You're going to record your savings. You're going to take all of those numbers and you're going to add it up and see where you are. And it is scary, right? It is a punch in the proverbial face because you have to reflect and think, okay, where am I at? What did I get myself into? Because there's no one coming to rescue you, right? You're an adult. You don't have. You might have a trust fund, but you. But most, I would say, ninety-seven percent of Americans do not have some trust fund that's going to save them uh, if they keep doing the habits that they're doing, right? So it is. Very natural to have uh, a total emotional roller coaster in those two ep- two um, exercises, because dreams you're you know euphoric and you're thinking about love and all of the things that you want for yourself, and then you go to finances and it is a stark reality of what's actually happening in your life because they say your finances reflect where you are uh, emotionally, and, and that could not be more true, right um, So there's also on the page as my friend, Hannah, she, um, is doing this picture when we were on below deck Mediterranean, when, when we first got to the hotel, there was this huge wall and she's a parkour, um, she's a professional parkour athlete And uh, she's hilarious. She actually was just on Squid Games, uh, the reality show. So if you watch that, you've seen Hannah. Um, But she's doing this jump on the wall, and I just happened to catch her at like the absolute perfect moment. Um, But she's uh, Parkour Mama, Parkour underscore Mama on uh, Instagram. So check her out. She's got some of the funniest videos. Like I love bloopers reels. And for the longest time, she was only putting like the highlights, and then she started putting the bloopers reels, and I'm like girl you have taken it to the next level for me I love that because if I try to do any of that I would be all of those bloopers like every day Anyway um, you got your baseline at that point right so the next uh, the next page is just going through um, the fact that you've made it to that to that next stage right so then we go back to some of the um, reflection right we talk a little bit about the money cues like, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um two of two of my favorite questions when I'm coaching somebody and they are overspending or they feel blocked and can't make money or you know whatever they're dealing with one of the questions I ask them is what are you trying to prove? And then the second follow-up question I ask is who are you trying to prove it to? Right? So I know when I moved to San Francisco, I lived right down the street from a BB. I don't know if you guys remember that or Bebe. I don't even know how to... I was in there enough. I should have known how to say the title of that. But I constantly felt like I... Because of the people that I was hanging out with, um, you know, they they were a lot better off than me financially. They came from very wealthy families. And I felt like I had to keep up. And you know, always wore the latest and greatest. And, um, and it made me feel good. It made me feel confident. It made me look like I was okay financially, but really I was racking up some debt. And, um, as Dave Ramsey said, I was, um, what is this saying? Um, you're buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like. wait. You're buying things you don't need with money you don't have to impress people you don't even like. Um, and I, I really did like those people, so that, that part wasn't true, and I'm still very dear friends with uh, a bunch of them today. In fact, I get to go see one on Tuesday night and have dinner with her, and I, I cannot wait. And I'm so excited. Her and her husband are two of my absolute favorite people in the world. Um but I, I usually ask that question and they really, really have to think about it. And sometimes we don't even answer it in the session. It's, it's something that you have to come back to, right? But there's always something you're doing to prove something when your spending is out of control. And whether it's filling a void, filling, you know, the loneliness, whatever it is, it's that endorphin release that you can change and find a new, um, find a new way to release, you know, to, to get that high, um, that could be making you money instead of spending money. Um, the next question that I ask is if you lost your job, the day you moved into your new place, would you have enough in savings to live for three to six months? And that's a very real question. We are in a market and an economy right now where um, companies do mass layoffs for no reason, or there's always a reason, obviously, but if their numbers are down, they they trim the fat. And if you are new at a company, um, you could be one of the first to go. That's typically how they do it. It's hierarchy. Um, And sometimes it's the top people that go because they cost the company so much money, even though they have the most experience and bring the best tribal knowledge. So anyway, that is uh, the last of the money questions. It just gives you a little added layer to think about because moving is expensive. There are so many unknown costs that I, I can't even tell you. In fact, one of the things that I want to do at some point this year, I don't have time to do it right now, but I have saved all of the receipts from all of my moves. Um, and I remember going through my receipts at one point and e- even just on moving supplies, I think I spent like four hundred dollars, and that's boxes, tape, um, bubble wrap, you know, crazy stuff. And so that it, it all adds up. Plus, you add on first month's less, you know, first month's rent, last month's rent, the deposit, uh, or if you're moving into a new house, a down payment, the homeowner's insurance, uh, all the things that come on with like turning your electric on, turning your cable on. There's fees for everything. And so one of the ways we, um, overcome that is doing a proof of concept, or I call it a city POC and this, and the POC stands for proof of concept. Um, but we'll get into that in a second when we talk about ecosystem. So the next part of the framework is robustness. Now the, the exercise is, well, first of all, the, the the word robustness is a noun, and it's defined as the quality or condition of being strong and in good condition, the ability to withstand or overcome adverse conditions or rigorous testing. And boy, will you be tested when you move, right? It's stressful. They say it's the second most stressful event in somebody's life, only second to divorce. Um, it is physically taxing on your body. Think about lifting all of the boxes, putting it into a staging area, lifting everything out of your house, moving furniture. It is very physically taxing. And if you are not in a place physically to start the packing process and move, or mentally you don't have the motivation, and I love Mel that Mel Robbins' uh, definition of motivation is just you want to do something or you don't want to do something, right? So if you think about how exhausted you are at the end of your workday, think about packing up your entire house after that. Are you going to be motivated? No, it sucks. Right? So, um, we go into some questions about that, like you know, what part are you the most excited about other fresh start, and what part are you the most nervous about in this fresh start, right? So it goes through, you know, how much free time you have to pack and sort some things, um, you know, what what your tendencies are. I don't know if you've done the Gretchen Rubin for tendencies quiz. I love it. I live by it. Um, there is the upholder who just, you know, sets goals and they just do what they do. There is the obliger, which is what I am where like, I will make promises to myself, but if somebody asks me to do something and they need it done, like if my boss comes to me and says, "Hey, I need you to take over the speech and do it," you know, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to drop everything that I was planning on doing and I'm going to do that for him because I am ob- obligated to do that. Instead of sending boundaries and say, "You know what, I need more than 24 hours to do that," which my boss is awesome. He's never done that, so I, you know, if you're listening. Uh, you know, thank you for never doing that to me, (laughs) but I mean, I'm the type of person that would do it. Then there's the rebel who, um, their, their, (laughs) their motto, every single uh, tendency has a motto that it comes with. And if you take the quiz, it's like, it takes you like four minutes, it's like 12 questions, but she sends you kind of an output of, of the tendency. And then in the book, it will tell you like what your major tendency is and what your minor tendency is. So the rebel is you can't make me and neither can I. And I actually, I'm an obliger, but I lean rebel. So, um, for instance, I have a lot of food allergies. I'm allergic to wheat. I'm allergic to gluten and I'm allergic to dairy. And I will sometimes self sabotage and purpose, purposely eat them um, because I just want to. And I, you know, I do what I want, but <laughs> I shouldn't because they cause me harm. And if me eating dairy caused my brother to have a sinus infection, like it does to me, um, I would never do it because I don't want to hurt him. I love him too much. Right. So, um, and then the last one is the questioner. So the questioner, literally, just as it sounds, like they question everything, even if they have data to prove that it's, you know, legitimate. They just they're still going to question everything, and then they're going to go with their gut. Um, so it's interesting to know what your tendency is, especially going through this process mentally, because there are tricks uh, to avoid getting stuck in your tendency if you're if you're wanting to move. So. Robustness is really important. It is something that people overlook and don't plan for. And then when they have a mental breakdown or six months, you know, or if they move and they mentally weren't prepared for it, six months, excuse me, six months from now in that move, um, they could have the six month funk, is what I call it. And it's basically, you you literally get into a place where like you regret moving you have that nostalgia for the place that you just moved from even though when you were moving from it you hated it um it's it is something that I'll probably do an entire show on because biologically a lot happens when you're transitioning from one place to another to another place it is a uh, a trauma that you experience and if you had have had any bad experiences move, moving that's a trauma that can you can face as well um, so we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But the next one is your ecosystem. So this is this is the exercise that a lot of people use. Um, you use the whole framework, but to figure out where you want to move. And just like your dreams, right? The place that you want to move has to have a thriving community for you to thrive in, in that particular hobby, sport, uh, career, whatever it is. But they did a study on the blue zones. And the blue zones are those zones across the world. uh, I think there's like six of them or something where people live over 100. And all six of the blue zones, um, a major part of that is their community lifted them up and got them to be the age that they're at, which I think is incredible. So um, one of the things I do in ecosystem is you make a list. So I have a checklist here, like does your current environment, the community that you currently live in, what are your favorite things in that community? So for me, I live 10 minutes from the Whitewater Center. And if you're not familiar with North Carolina or Charlotte, the Whitewater Center is um, just as amazing as the where the U.S. Olympic kayaking team practices during the year. The, there's like a rapid that runs through the whole entire um gosh i think it's like 30 acres there's like bike trails and obstacle courses and zip lines and just it's just like a nature extravaganza it is so much fun and it it's my happy place it brings me so much joy um in fact the first time i went there i met tuna melts my heart i don't know if you follow that Um, that Instagram, but it is the cutest Chihuahua who is from Georgia. He's got a significant overbite. He looks like a cartoon character, but he is the sweet, he's so sweet. And what's funny is that the, the parent, the mom of the, um, the mom of tuna, it's tuna melts my heart. Um, when I, when I, I said it, I go, oh my gosh, that, that looks just like tuna melts my heart. And she goes, it is tuna melts my heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I hold him And I went to like, you know, pick up tuna and hold him And he let me and they, like the, you know the the parents of tuna, like they both look at me and they're like, he does not let anybody touch him. That's amazing. And and I there's pictures I have. I should probably resurface them on my Instagram. Um, That like of me like like I was just it's just pure joy on my face. But that to me just signifies like such a happy place. I used to bring my dogs there. They loved hiking and walking around the water. I did. Um, it's right on the Catawba River. And I did Pilates on my stand up paddle or on a stand up paddle board. Uh, right on the river. It's just, just a magnificent, fun place and you can bring groups there and everything. There's a climbing rock wall, which I'm, I plan on doing this summer. Anyway, so what is the community that you are in right now? What does it have that you absolutely love? And, and what do you need in your new community or your new neighborhood to feel that same joy, right? Is it a specialty coffee place, or you know, is it for me in particular when I'm looking for where I want to live, um, the neighborhood? I can narrow it down to like a one mile radius of it's got to be. There's got to be a good specialty coffee place. It's got to have uh, a Pilates studio that I've been to that I like. Um, you know, for you, it could be a uh, chain fitness if you're a Planet Fitness or you know one of the bigger chains like. Um, gosh, was the one? Uh, Lifetime Fitness. A lot of people love that gym and swear by it. Um, what do you need? Like, do you need a great nightlife where the bars are open till two or three in the morning? Or do you, do you long for quiet and you want something that, you know, after seven o'clock it's peaceful and you don't hear anything? Like, what does that neighborhood need? And then are there groups within that neighborhood, like meetups that you can, you know, find a Facebook group and meet up with people and build a community of people um, that are like-minded that you can have a group of friends that you can meet before you even move to that city. So it's really important to think about that community. I can tell you when I moved to Bloomington, so I'm in remission for Crohn's. It's an autoimmune disease. And I went to my primary care physician that I was meeting for the first time. And one of the things that is very important to me, if you, you know, listen to the podcast or um, you know, read anything that I have put out there, um, holistic healing and homeopathy and um, you know, just Eastern medicine in general is what I lean to first before I go to Western medicine and actual pharmaceuticals and meds. Just because I know how my body reacts to it and the things that happen. So I was, you know, being in remission for Crohn's, like I've done all those meds. I I lost a lot of my hair in, you know, the first round of steroids that I did. And, um, it's very traumatic for me. So I asked my new primary care physician. And mind you, Bloomington, Illinois is two hours from Chicago. And in Chicago, I was going to the Celiac Institute. Um, I, at, at UIC, I had an amazing doctor who I still keep in touch with. Um, and i asked the doctor if there if he could recommend um a gastroenterologist a gastroenterologist that leans holistically and he started laughing and he said you might want to keep your doctor up in chicago and i said there there like are no holistic gastroenterologists or healers here And he's like no this is this is a college town and i'm like yeah but state farm is here and country's here and all these gi- i mean it's a gigantic um city so and I, I kind of was just like, mm, and then I really did my, like my doctor in Chicago. So I, I did end up um, keeping her and just making the drive and seeing, you know, seeing my family when I was up there and stuff. So what does that ecosystem need to have in order for you to thrive? And then I want you to do a city POC, which I mentioned earlier. And that city POC is literally going to the city of your dreams. And it could be two. It could be a bake-off. Uh, I work in technology in my full-time job, and we do proofs of concepts for uh, companies that want to try a particular software or hardware to see if it works with their network. And so what, what we do in a city POC is you go to this city for longer than five days. And I know that sounds crazy, and I've I've heard the comment, like, I don't have the money for a mini vacation. Well, it's not a mini vacation. It's market research, Right think about uprooting your entire house, spending all that money on a move and moving to a place and getting there and being like, oh crap, I really kind of hate this place. Or gosh, this is so different than I thought it was going to be. Like I, When I visited it for the weekend, which everything is magical in a weekend, you have that, um, I think it's called, like, oh gosh, I can't think of the term. If I think of it, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's, it's basically like a bias towards seeing what you want to see. Right. But if you're there for five days and you have your checklist of things that you need to have and you go exploring for five days, it's not a vacation. Although, you know, hopefully you come out and you're like, gosh, this is better than I thought it was. And I still want to move. And now I'm going to get gazelle intense about, you know, paying off my debts and saving money and, you know, researching apartments and all that stuff. But if you do that POC um, and you realize gosh, you know what? This isn't really what I thought it was going to be and I don't love it. You just saved yourself a ton of money, a ton of stress, um, your family stress, all of that. And, And all it was, was you taking that market research trip and really figuring out if that was where you wanted to be, right? You explored, you looked at apartments, you did all of the things and really pictured, can I live here? When I lived in New York, um, I went to the grocery store and I was shocked. At the time I was eating dairy, uh, I was having dairy and and um, kind of in the beginning stages of like, gosh, this maybe doesn't agree with me. Uh, I was getting lots of sinus infections and all that stuff. But what was crazy is that a gallon of milk was eight dollars, and this is in two thousand ten. I about lost my mind. I was like, "What are like? Is that are these golden cows? They're milking it from? Like, what is eight dollars?" But it's Manhattan, and that's that's why everybody eats out in Manhattan because the groceries were so expensive. So, um I. I legitimately think that if you go and do that market research or you do a bake-off, say there's two cities, like if you are thinking about moving to San Diego or you're thinking about moving to Austin and you go and spend a week or two at each one, whether you're staying with a friend or you're doing Airbnb or staying at my favorite hotel chain, the Marriott, because obviously it's my name, um, spelled different. It's definitely spelled different. But I... I highly encourage you to do that because if you think those two weeks are expensive, think about living there. Think about moving all of your stuff and uprooting your life, and then how expensive it would be to move back. This is a try before you buy. It is almost a risk-free experience outside of the money you're spending to do the proof of concept, and that city POC could really make or break how content you feel. A lot of people will do the city POC and realize, you know what? That's not where I want to live at all. I actually think I want to live here. Uh, in fact, my friend Tom that I work with, he told me that I saved him ninety thousand dollars, and I was like, "Tell me more." And he he basically said that he and his wife had ha- had their eye on a certain property, but they lived in Florida and they were viewing it from you know the real estate websites, and they. I told him about this concept and I I actually didn't really think he was even listening, but he was. And they went and rented an Airbnb for a month. We work remote in our job, so he could live anywhere he travels all over as it is. And he said, gosh, you know, after renting a place for a month in that that side of town we realized that's not where we wanted to live at all. We they they ended up buying a place in that same city but on the complete opposite side of town and now they have a bunch of acres of land, they love their new house, but they would have made that mistake just on spontaneous like, you know, pictures on a website and now they actually are loving their life. So Think about that. I mean, that's an extreme case, like $90,000. But think about that in just in terms of renting an apartment. It is really, really, really hard to get out of a lease in most cities, uh, you have to come up with your sublet. You're still on the hook if they don't pay. There's a lot of legalities that you are maybe not thinking about, and that city POC could be the difference between you, um, you know, kind of really digging in and thriving in a city, or you regretting that decision. And I don't want that for anybody. It is it is devastating. It is heartbreaking. I've been in that situation, and it is something that I coach around specifically because I don't. I want to save you that time, that stress, and that money. So that is the ecosystem. And then, last but not least in the framework, we are back to your dreams. We are back in the workbook to part two of dreams. So now we've kind of reverse engineer you through all of those things with those dreams in mind that you had, right? And we'll we'll narrow down those dreams, right? We'll do an episode about how to narrow down. I have Kara Taylor, who is a dream builder coach. She's gonna walk us through. Exactly how to narrow down your dreams and get really, really airtight on what that looks like. So when you do a city POC, you've got that end in mind. Um, Dreams part two is kind of really taking a look like, is this still the dream? Because at that point, if it's not, you can pivot right? That's the beauty about you taking ownership of your own life. You are able to pivot, but if you don't want to pivot and you get super excited and you want to like move full force forward, you can figure out who's going to be your biggest cheerleader, who, um, what small step you can take on your journey and act as if you are moving in that direction. Even if you can't do it for two years, let's phase out what that looks like to get you to there two years from today, right? Are you going to walk a little bit differently into work in a job that you might hate? Or, uh, one of the episodes that we're going to have coming up is, um, Natalie Luke. She talks about workplace bullies, uh, and how to up level -level your career. Um, are you going to, are you going to, talk to the bullies a little bit differently, knowing you have a secret that you've got an exit strategy and you're going to leave? You bet your butt, you are, right? So um, taking that second part of dreams and tying all of this stuff together is just kind of the icing on the cake. So I'm going to end this. Um, I'm going to end this episode because I actually have to get ready to go to the airport. I'm actually running late, which I, I live very close to the airport, so I, I cut it tight often, and I shouldn't do that. But I'm going to end it on a Chicago quote from Michael Jordan, not Chicago specifically, but a Chicago guy, Michael Jordan. Obviously, you know, NBA five-time champ, five-time. Six feet? I don't know. There was a lot of championships when he was on the bulls. Number 23. He said, obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it, right? So I want to give you those workarounds. I want to figure out how to climb that wall one step at a time. I'm really excited for you to be here. Again, you can get this workbook on marriottesonthemove.com. I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, I really hope you stay in touch. We are, we've got a YouTube channel now. If you're watching this, hi. Um, the, <laughs> that's for my mom. Hi, mom. Cause she watches it on YouTube. Um, she was my big proponent of actually putting it on YouTube. So thank you because I, I guess a lot of people find their podcasts on YouTube. You were right. I was wrong. Um, If you're watching, well, this might be a click on clip on TikTok. I'm very new on TikTok. I don't know how to use it. So if you have any tips, DM them to me, send them my way. Um, if you if you see this clip on Instagram, um, let's be friends. I really, really, really want you to listen to my podcast. It's new. I've just celebrated my year. The way I get to keep doing this is if I have followers, if nobody's listening, then what am I doing this for? Um, I do want to go out on college campuses. That's another thing. I want to speak to our juniors and seniors and teach them how to move smarter, teach them how to figure out where to go. So if you have an in at a college campus or you are a part of an organization or a sorority, a fraternity, or um, something that you want me to come and speak, please DM me. Uh, All of my information is on my website and I I just am so excited. I'll let you know if you sign up for my mailer, you'll be the first to know when the digital course is released. I just think it's going to be a really fun year. And if there's something specifically you want to hear about on the podcast or you want, you know, secretly or privately to DM me, um, you can do that too. I'm, I'm always up for responding to a certain degree. Uh, some people get weird after a while and I don't want to give a ton of free advice. If you're, um, a weirdo, I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> I probably should take that out of the episode. Anyway. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. And, uh, I don't know. Keep moving forward. Bye for now. Well, I could go on forever and ever about moving you closer to your dreams, but I probably should save some thoughts for the next episode. A big thanks goes out to you for making time for me today. In making time for me, you're making time for future you, and we're both grateful. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. In return, if you go to my website, Marriottsonthemove.com, and register for the Monday mailer, I'll send you a free Fred workbook to get your journey started. This is also where you can find all the show notes and all the ways to get in touch with me. A special thanks goes out to Rogue Media for its wisdom and partnership. Until next time, friends, keep moving forward towards your dreams. Oh, and the legal stuff. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. I am a certified coach, not a licensed therapist, and this is not meant to replace the professional advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. This is solely my perspective based on my own experience and training. Okay, now it's over. For reals. Bye for now.